inspiring minds want to know. And this is why you're here. Welcome to Ziggler's show, episode number 396. Today, we have Zig, unplugged, raw, real, and life-changing. His topic today is hope, and he's getting to the roots of what true hope is, and it's not what we can't control. A primary root of true hope, which fuels everything good in our lives, comes from what we can control. That's the focal point Today, we're going to listen to Zig and then, of course, dig in. And you know the story of the boy who cried wolf. I don't want to be him. Every show we do here cannot be the best. So this one's not the best, but doggone it, it doesn't stink. The focal points in this show are just such an absolute crux of success. The simple and ultimate decisions that are left to nobody but us. So if you're ready, let's do this. what you are and where you are because of what's gone into your mind. You can change what you are. You can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. You cannot become what you need to be by remaining what you are. If you can't take a huge step to begin with, take as big a step as you can, but take it now. That's the key. Take it now. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Today's a brand new day, and it's yours. Welcome to The Ziggler Show, where we continue the legacy of Zig Ziggler, the world's foremost authority on the fuel for everything we pursue, motivation, inspiration, and a confident self-image. We apply that fuel to leadership, personal growth, sales, faith, family, and success. Our foundational purpose is to inspire true performance, and this is the goal of every show. I'm Kevin Miller, show host and devoted evangelist of inspiration. Tom Ziegler, Zig's son and the CEO of Ziegler, and I come to you every week to discuss Zig's teachings and bring you the absolute best of today's most inspirational leaders. We get down to the roots of what will absolutely expand human potential, your potential, to it. Zig is with us today from a classic recording, again, talking on hope. We either have it and there is possibility or we don't have it and all is lost. Before we dive in, 15 seconds to thank Urban Dapper Club for their support of this show. As Father's Day approaches, put a twist on the traditional tie. Get your dad a trendy handmade tie, handpicked by a stylist shipped right to your door. Ziggler listeners can try Urban Dapper Club now by going to urbandapperclub.com slash Ziggler and use the promo code Ziggler. Again, that is U-R-B-A-N-D-A-P-P-E-R-C-L-U-B.com slash Ziggler and use the promo code Ziggler. Folks, as of this recording, it's summertime, the dog days of summer, generally a time when we just exist to a degree. Kids are out of school, which can make things busier. Vacations are possibly happening. Work is pretty much maintained throughout the summer, generally. Sooner than we can imagine, fall will be upon us. Back to school, all that effort. Then before you know it, bam, the holidays are here. And then all of a sudden it's New Year. So my question is, what is going to change for you, for me? I mean, chances are one of two things are going to happen. Number one, nothing. 
That's the easiest one. That's what generally happens. Life goes on and we just go with the flow or two, a significant change for the better will have happened in our lives because of a decision that we have made. Hopefully now this is a great time to make a decision to invest in upping your game and making something different in the new year. What a great way to enjoy the holidays when you know you've already got things rolling. You don't need another new year's resolution because you're living it out already. So go check out ZigglerCertified.com If you're game for something big to happen or another option is Ziggler.com slash live to win for also something big, but a smaller beginning step. Well, folks, if you're ready to get inspired and equipped here, I give you zig, then we're going to crack it wide open. All right. Enjoy. I was watching a talk show once and this Hollywood star was on and uh, the host was saying to her, how do you hold on to a man? Now, here's a gal been married so many times. She had rice marks on her face. (laughs) And they're saying, how do you hold on to a man? She didn't have a clue. When you ask somebody questions, when you have a role model, look at them. Is he or she qualified? Okay. Then I said to him, now we got three minuses. I said, tell me about his prosperity. And he said, man, he's got money running out of his ears. I said, okay, let's give him a big old plus on that one. I said, how secure is And he said, now understand, He's measuring success by your corporate position and how many bucks you got in the bank. He said, man, he's about as secure as money can make you. And I said, well, we had a couple of billionaire brothers here in the Dallas area, and they're both bankrupt. I said, how does he compare? And he said, oh, he doesn't have that kind of money. I said, our ex-governor at one time was worth over $100 million. He's now bankrupt. I said, how does he compare to that? Oh, he said he, he doesn't have that kind of money. I said, okay, would you be comfortable if we just gave him a uh, question mark on his security? And he said, yeah. I said, okay, how many friends does he have? And he thought a minute. He said, I don't think he's got any friends. He said, I'm not his friend. I just admire him because he's so successful. <laughs> He said, actually, if you want to know the truth, the guy's somewhat of a jerk. I said, okay, uh, we're going to give him a minus on that one. I said, tell me about his family. And he said, well, his wife's divorcing him. So I said, well, we got to give him a minus on that. I said, how much hope does he have for the future? And he said, well, before I started talking to you, I thought he had lots of hope. <laughs> But he said, now I, I just don't know about that uh, at all. So I said, well, would you be comfortable? We uh, gave him, uh, let's say, uh, another question mark on that or even a minus. He said, let's give him a minus. <laughs> I said, OK, we got that one. I said, now, uh, does he love anybody? And he said, yeah, he loves himself. I said, uh, well, is he loved? And he said, far as I know, he's not. So I said, well, we got to give him a couple of more minuses, don't we? And he said, yes. Now, folks, out of the 10 factors there, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight minuses. We got one plus and one question mark. Now, let me ask you a question. I asked the young man the same question. I said, let me ask you, knowing what you now know, as we've evaluated the situation, would you swap places with him? Long pause. He slowly stood up, extended his hand, and he said, no, I wouldn't. 
would you swap places with him? About four years later, and then again last month, I bumped into the young man. Four years ago, uh, he gave me this picture. He had gotten back with his wife. They had the new little one. He had gotten a job that his wife encouraged him to. He moved up much faster. He has, in every area of life, improved substantially. A much happier, healthier man. He's brought balance to his life. So many people think you've got to give up this and give up that. Folks, when you bring it in balance, you'd be amazed at how many more things come to bear in your life. As we talk about hope and the philosophy that we have, that you can have everything in life you want, you know that's just a golden rule expressed another way. That's all it is. Now, some of you know I'm the luckiest man alive. I was born in L.A. That's Lower Alabama. <laughs> and I was raised in Yazoo City, Mississippi. Now, a lot of people don't realize this, but Yazoo City, Mississippi is in the geographical center of the world. That's a fact. Did you know you can start in Yazoo City, Mississippi and go anywhere in the world you want to go? <laughs> and the maximum distance is just 12,000 miles? And I'm not talking about Yazoo City. I'm talking about San Antonio. I'm talking about St. Louis or San Diego or Buffalo, New York. I'm talking about where you live. You're in the exact geographical center of the world. And it's no further from where you are to where you want to go than it is for anybody else. Now, the road might be a little steeper And it might be a little more difficult for you, but understand now that you were born to win. But in order to be the winner, you got to plan, prepare, and expect. And you might say, well, well, Zig, you know, uh, things have been pretty tough for me. I don't have much of an education. Let me tell you about a young woman I have great admiration and respect for and affection for. Her name is Laurie Majors. She's been my executive assistant for 21 years. Laurie finished the 10th grade. About five years ago, we evaluated our key personnel, and she checked out at slightly above the master's degree level. So you can finish school. You can even make it easy. That's not true of education. You never finish it, and it is seldom easy. We've had over the years several PhDs working for us and with us. And when they write something, you know what they do? They take it to Laurie Majors for her to check the grammar and the punctuation and and all of that other good stuff. She learns something every day. She reads, she listens, she attends seminars, she does things. She's following the advice of Eric Hoffer who made this observation. He said, in times of change, the learner shall inherit the earth while the learned find themselves beautifully equipped to deal with a world that no longer exists. To be candid, the Larry Majors I brought aboard 21 years ago would be completely unqualified to handle the demands that her current job have for her. But she grew with it. The message, I hope, is clear that each one of us can grow. Each one of us can do things, and it really doesn't make that much difference about your background. You know, Neil Rudenstein's the president of Harvard University. His mother is a part-time waitress. His father is a prison guard. See, it ain't who your mama and your daddy are. It's who you are. It's what you do 
that's going to make the difference. I'm a lot more concerned about what my grandchildren think about me than about what I think of my grandparents. I think that's the important thing. It begins with us and the realization that, yes, there is so much inside of us. And, uh, you know, as an example to show you what's there that you might not have really recognized, when you look at what life has to offer, I'd like to share with you about a young man named Vince Robert. 37 years old. How old are you? Finished the fifth grade. How much education do you have? He drove a taxi. What's your job? Now, under those circumstances, most people would say, well, you know, that fellow doesn't have much of a future, does he? Matter of fact, someday he'll probably be on government subsidy. But one day he went in the bookstore and he bought a book. He spent hours, you know, in front of the hotels and airports waiting on a fare. He bought a book. He bought a Webster's Dictionary. He said, you know why Webster wrote the dictionary? His wife kept asking him, now, what does that mean? <laughs> he, he laid the dictionary on the, uh, and as you've already discovered, you know, I tell folks I'm like a cross-eyed discus thrower. I don't set any records, but man, I keep the crowd alert. And, uh, and you know, and I think that's important. He, he set the dictionary there on the front seat of his taxi, and starting on word one, page one, he started memorizing every one of them, the dictionary. If you don't like who you are and where you are. Don't sweat it. You're not stuck either with who you are or where you are. You can grow. You can change. And so what uh, he started doing, what Vince started doing, memorizing those words, and all of a sudden he started uh, understanding things he'd only been hearing and seeing. And he started taking every dime he could scrape up and invest in the stock market. He ended up buying the 19-car cab company today. He's a wealthy man. He travels Canada telling people how he did it. And in your own life, hope just took a big step up. Man, if that guy can do that, I can too. Now, you need to understand a couple of things. First of all, he didn't start investing one day and buy the cab company the next day. Second thing you need to understand was the fact that his patience also involved a certain amount of sacrifice. You, you see, he gave up some of the things he wanted now. He didn't buy fancy clothes, fancy cars, fancy apartment. He gave up what he wanted now for some of the things he really wanted later on. That's called self-control. That's called maturity. When you find people who are wealthy or successful, you will find that that's one of the qualities which they have in big time. Well, folks, Zig leads off with a quote we need to get real with. He says, wherever you are is no further from where you are to where you want to go than it is for anybody else. Well, so my question is, do you really believe that? Because at face value, honestly, I do not. I mean, this podcast that I'm so honored to host, here's an example. Okay. So as I was thinking about that, this podcast that I'm so honored to host, I mean, it generally sits in the top five to 15 of all business podcasts and in the top 150 to 200 of all podcasts on the planet. I'm incredibly proud of that. And of course, honored to be a part. So, but I was watching a fellow peer podcaster who's doing some really big things through his podcast and some things that I want us to emulate here at Ziegler. And he was talking about all he had going on and some personal disciplines that he had nailed. And I, I got, I got a little irked in my own little world. I thought, you know what? Yeah, that's great for you. You're young. You have no kids, nothing but yourself to get dialed in. I cooked for 11 people last night. I had 10 beds being slept in because, you know, I get to share my bed with my bride, but uh, my personal time, extremely limited. 
between family, work, the general maintenance of home and life, the demands on my time and money are very high. I got a lot of good excuses, relevant, viable excuses. But then, of course, I got disgusted with myself because I know better. Come on, I, I host the Ziegler show. I, I know better. But, I, you know, I, I got to cook for and house 11 people. I'm the wealthiest guy on the planet, right? I mean, I got to turn it around. That's the positive spin Zig would have us put on there. But more than that, as I really got into this, I'm mainly where I am by choice. So do I let my choice handicap the vision I feel called and convicted to pursue? And do I give myself a cop out that my journey is harder? uh, It is a further distance than someone else's. Now I said, I'm mainly where I am by choice. That's important. I mean, I'm not where I am 100% by choice. And I don't believe anyone is. I mean, we all have things that have happened to us. Many of you listening have had things happen that are far past what I can even imagine. Now, that said, we're still stuck here with the question of for you and for me, for those who have had things worse happen to them, do we let those handicap us and convince ourselves that we have it harder, longer, steeper, further than someone else. I mean, everyone we know has viable excuses, but either we're hungry enough to overcome them or we are not. That's where Zig devoted himself to. I mean, his statement again, listen to it. Wherever you are is no further from where you are to where you want to go than it is for every, for anybody else. And to some degree, I mean, again, guys, this is the most quotable guy on the planet, but maybe that's not wholly true for you in every aspect. But I'll tell you what is true, that there is somebody doing more with less. That's for sure. That convicts me. And I wonder if it convicts you, you know, on that, because I know that that's a controversial statement, perspective, viewpoint. I wonder how it sets with you. And actually we set up an email because this keeps happening. People that do have responses that they want to share. So you are, I would ask you if you want to comment on that, do so at ask at zigshow.com. Okay. Just a simple email, ask at zigshow.com. It doesn't add you to anything. It's just a, uh, it goes into an email. You'll get a quick autoresponder saying we got it. And if we use it, we'll let you know about it in this show. Uh, so seriously, be real. I mean, does this topic that we're talking about of personal responsibilities inspire you? Does it convict you? You got a story about how you changed your paradigm or took control or tried to and failed or, or some of this anger you let us know. Uh, you can do that. And we want to talk about it further in upcoming shows. Ask at zigshow.com, just a simple email. But you know, now Zig does say in the message where we are to where we want to be. Our path may be steeper and more difficult than someone else's. So have you ever seen a movie, a worthy movie about someone who had an easy path? I mean, seriously, we love stories. We're drawn to them. We can't help it. Stories of people who had it hard and they overcame it to do something valiant. But on our own lives, just in our culture, we just don't see those issues with, I think, the valor and, uh, and the expectation of more from ourselves. We're so inclined to see hardship and problems and our own you know, steeper paths, as Zig says, as a blight and a curse. And we feel victim, uh, like we're victims. And we become less instead of more, weaker instead of stronger. 
Well, at least I do. Maybe it's just me. But if that rings a bell with you, that's what we're getting to the heart of in this topic today, in this show. I mean, so, I mean, there it is to a degree. I mean, that's a gauntlet that's laid down. We have all, we've all had these things happen to us. Uh, we have these circumstances that we live in. We're going to have something happen to us today and tomorrow. We can't stop that. There's going to be things that make life challenging, that make life hard, that seem insurmountable or just downright frustrating and feel like I, I can't, I can't get beyond that. So are we normal? Will we be, I should say normal and real and human and become less because of those things become less, become weakened, or are we so arrogant and odd and weird and abnormal and aware that we make a decision? We strike a new belief and we let what happened and what happens to us, strengthen us and make us into something truly more I mean, that's story after story that Zig shares. Uh, I mean, we want something. We'd rather it was something bigger out of our control that came along that chooses the outcomes and, and makes the decisions for us. Right. And that's often really the topic of, of the movies, you know, where there's somebody going along, they're just doing whatever they do. And then something comes along that forces them to rise above it. Most of us are not going to have something force us. It's not going to be something dramatic and epic and cataclysmic and extraterrestrial. It's just us deciding if we are going to change or not. Nobody's going to know, but us, I mean, in real life, it it often is. It's just a simple and humble thing that happens. Uh, and we wish it was something bigger, but that simple, humble decision that you make to yourself between you and yourself, between you and the mirror, between you and your God, between if you share it, you're even better off a a spouse, friends, whatever. But that decision is massively life altering, but it's still pretty simple, dramatically hard, but it is simple. The, the hard part is it's up to us and folks, we can get into a, a spiritual aspect there, but in my Bible uh, that I happen to follow in my Bible, it's often left up to me even to rise up and say, yes, I will follow you, Lord. Yes, I am willing to do whatever, but he still allows me to make that decision. It is up to me. Do I make a decision to stand up and go forward or do I make a decision to stay down or that's, and that's what no decision is. And I think that we don't really conceive of that too. make, not making a decision is a decision. It's a decision to not do something else, generally not to go forward, not to do what we think would be best. We might know would be best or we wonder would be best, but not making a decision is a decision, but nobody's going to make it for us. But when we do, if we do, the world will know and feel the outcome. Our lives will feel that outcome. We get to live out the beauty of that outcome to be strengthened. It creates legacy. One of the primary foundational aspects of Ziegler. I mean, that kind of responsibility and power and control to do something when you think, I mean, if it was a movie, it would make us empowered, right? Yelling from a mountaintop. But the truth is it scares the hell out of us, which, and I thought about that. Isn't that a great quote, a great depiction? I don't really want much hell in me. So how about if I do something that scares it right out of me? It's big and it's bold and it doesn't leave room for the weakness that I would often rather fall back into. I want to decide to be strong and strengthened by the hardships that I have to deal with that are going to happen anyways. And I get to choose how I respond to them. It's huge. We can sit here, we can give lip service, we can nod our heads to it, actually taking that home 
and living it out, walking it out, doing something else is a big deal. And now, you know, I'm a shamelessly promote Ziggler, uh, things, but if it's not Ziggler, if it's somebody else, we have, oh my gosh, go through the shows and look at the people that we've interviewed here in the Ziggler show. They all have products and resources and events and things that we can all participate in. It's just a decision to go to an event, to buy a product, to join a community, to do something that brings us out of just the rigmarole of life gives us something to have hope in, to do work in, to get strengthened in, to have accountability in, to have a pathway in. It's all there, but we just have to choose to make that investment, to uh, go through and register and hit the buy button, to spend some money or spend some time. I mean, heck, a lot of the stuff is, is even free for an email address, but it's just taking action on something. Well, in this Zig talks about uh, Lori Majors as an example of somebody who did something big with seemingly something small. She only finished 10th grade. Now, Lori Majors, a lot of you know her. She's, Zig talks about her all the time. He, she is immortalized in his books. She was his assistant for decades, literally decades. I got to tell you, it's, uh, you know, I'm the, I'm the youngest, uh, uh, kid in the Ziegler family. I think, I think I am, uh, younger than Tom Ziegler. He's a CEO of course, and runs Ziegler, the youngest of Zig's kids. And it's, it's such an honor that I get to work with Lori Majors today, who we sit here and listen to Zig talk about. She, uh, she does so much at Ziegler. She edits so much of what I do, which is great because it keeps it, uh, clean and strong, but I appreciate her background too. I mean, I barely finished high school just for some personal history there. I was an incredibly poor student and academic, but I was getting educated in other ways, in business and life and athletics and from people like Zig Ziglar and Brian Tracy and Dale Carnegie. And I think my parents for that, uh, so grateful. I get to do that for my kids today. I mean, it's often said these days, no matter how much formal schooling one has had, that following it, you get a job and you stop learning. I don't think people really think about that. I mean, sure. You learn how to do your job better and to grow into that. And you become a master maybe at that role and in that business, but you're not growing yourself. And I know so often have talked with people who had big executive corporate positions, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and there was a merger, a downsizing and whatever they lost it. And, uh, and then they come looking for help and ask, gosh, what, I don't know how to do anything else. What are you talking about? You had a huge job. You had so many skills and abilities. He said, man, all I did, I learned how to do that one thing in that one job. And what it told me is they had stopped learning big picture wise. They had stopped really pursuing personal development and understanding in a big way and ability in and of themselves outside again of that mere job application. People tend to stop. But you know what a reality I love? That's not you because you're here listening to the Ziggler show instead of some mind bubblegum because you're going after more. So I love to do this. And Zig cited a quote in regards to this, uh, to this. He said, in times of change, listen, listen closely to this. In times of change, the learner shall inherit the earth while the learned find themselves beautifully equipped for the world that no longer exists. I actually had to read that a couple of times. The learner, the one who actively is continually learning, inherits the earth, inherits opportunity, is able to overcome and progress and be resilient and succeed. The learner is an active term, okay? While the learned, the learned is just merely a noun. It's a label. You learn something, now you know it, and you're learned in it. And this is where so many stop. 
They go forth based on that learnedness and ultimately just fade out because that's the only thing they can do. We see this with businesses as well that don't grow and adapt. But again, that's not you. You are here as I am because we are learners. Before we dive into Zig's next point, this episode of The Ziggler Show is brought to you in part also by Braintree. So if you have done any business online, there was a time you opened your email and saw a sale was made. Swiss money, as we like to say, sales while I sleep, the best. Now, you may be making today your $10,000, your millionth. We have to keep up with the times and having the right payments partner to grow with us is key. So Braintree lets you accept every way to pay from PayPal to Apple Pay and everything in between. All it takes is one integration. It does not matter what currency your customers use. Braintree lets you accept over 130 of them. To learn more about how your company can grow with Braintree, visit braintreepayments.com slash Ziggler. Again, that's braintreepayments.com slash Ziggler. So Zig digs further into this entreatment that we can be more. He says, it's not what your mommy and daddy did. It's what you do. It's who you are. I mean, if you don't like who you are and where you are, you are not, uh, you're not stuck there. You're not stuck to be that. You can grow. You can change. I mean, that's a mantra, folks. There's a, a, a meditation mantra, a, a chant, a uh, this is Zig's self-talk in the mirror. You can grow. You can change. Can we say that? Can we really believe that? I mean, it starts with the next decision and then the next that only, again, you can make. For better and worse, only you can make. But if you can grasp those simple statements and realities, you are done. Done settling, done suffering, done despairing, done waiting, done numbing, done addicting, done minimizing, done uh, complaining, done excusing, done being less. It's time to be fully you. I mean, that's where I took the title of today's show. Wouldn't you like to be done with being less done, letting another day pass, not being released to flourish and be what you feel you just might be capable of done feeling guilty, done feeling ashamed in any way, or, or just done feeling unfulfilled. I mean, in Zig's cab driver story that he shared, he loves to give those underdog stories, uh, which is his story as well. It's Zig's story is an underdog story. Every reason, every reason more than most of us to not succeed, but he loves it because it gives us a paradigm shift and hopefully permission by helping us to see, uh, gosh, if that guy, if that gal can do it, I can too. I, I have to be able to, if they can, which brings us back to, again, taking away our excuses. I mean, there's always somebody who has had it worse and done more. I mean, that can be shaming or it can be freeing. Empowering is what we would hope it to be. That I don't have to be limited and imprisoned by all my lack. For those of you like myself who have kids, I think there's so often where we see a kid giving a perspective on themselves or having a bad attitude or seeing, talking about them less than them being less. I can't do that. And we're, we're almost flabbergasted by it. Like, Oh, are you kidding me? I mean, it's just, it's hard for us to accept and not get upset with them. Or at least maybe that's just me with my kids. But when I hear them minimizing themselves, are you kidding? You can be anything 
you want to be to a degree. I mean, you can, I mean, obviously if you're a duck, you can't be a, uh, you know, you can't be a, a monkey and climb trees. Well, I mean, you have some natural propensities, but my gosh, the world is your oyster in essence. And why would you possibly minimize yourself? And yet, and this is me with my kids. And I think a lot of you guys can relate to it. And yet with myself, it's so easy because it seems so realistic and viable. Of course, I can't do that. Well, of course, I don't have the opportunity to do that. Of, uh, of course, because of yada, 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 all these things. And again, this is the heart of what Zig and, and today the Ziggler message is on is that we all have viable excuses. We're not minimizing it. We're not shooting them. We're not degrading it. We all have absolutely viable excuses. We are all victims of certain things from ourselves to other things that we couldn't control at all. We really are, but we're all still sitting in the same place. And this goes back to Zig's thing, no matter where you're from, he's from Yazoo, Mississippi. Uh, and here I sit in the high mountains of the Colorado Rockies, no matter where I am, we are all the same distance in essence to where we want to get to as anybody else is. And there's always somebody who's had it worse. It's doing more. We've got to take that away, but hopefully we can take it away without shame. I think a lot of people hear this and it's shaming. I know it has been for me before. And I still wrestle with that where I, I see something. I think I know, I know, I'm capable of doing more. And yet I feel shame in the fact that I, I don't hardly feel able to. I, there's the struggle. I know. So what's going to change? What decision am I going to make to change things? Because if I don't make some type of a decision, it will not change. And the decision is to set my alarm earlier. It is to register for that event, to buy a plane ticket, to throw the food out of uh, the pantry to join AA to, well, I don't know, whatever the decision is for your own betterment, pretty much nothing is ever going to change until we make that decision and take an action. And it may not need to be a gigantic action, but something has to change, but to increase, to gain, to progress, we must have, and Zig references, it takes self-control. It does take maturity. It does take you know, delayed gratification. It's interesting. And as we look at that term, delayed gratification, and we think about that maturity, you know, there's kit, there's tests with kids where they offer the kid. I know this is a classic one. They offered a bunch of kids. Hey, you can have one marshmallow right now or leave it sitting there, wait 10 minutes and we'll give you two. And to see how many of them couldn't do that. And they would just take the one and which ones were able to delay the gratification so they could get something more. It's a huge mark of maturity. And it's something that if that's ingrained in kids, what it leads to in their adult lives is dramatically positive. And of course the converse of that, when they don't have that ability, that maturity, that self-control to make a wiser decision and get more by delaying that gratification for a little bit, when they don't have that uh, the bad ramifications of that as an adult. But it's interesting because we look at ourselves, we often would be prone to degrade ourselves culturally and saying, gosh, we're the, you know, we're the microwave society. That's the term that's always used. We're a microwave society. We want whatever we want now. We're going to make a choice generally right now that's going to benefit us right this second instead of making a wiser choice later on. Okay, that is true. But it's also interesting we talk about delayed gratification and I can't take ownership. I, I heard this discussion 
a decade ago, two decades ago. I don't know, but it's something that was discussed. It's always stuck with me. But then in another way, we do dramatically suffer from delay, delayed gratification. And it's that delaying the, the, what are our, our callings, our dreams, our convictions, the lifestyle that we long for. And we delay it, hoping that we can do all these things now to afford it in the future. And as many of you know, I'm involved in the health and wellness industry to a big degree. And in there, I see people in later years, especially though those later years seem to be getting earlier in regards to ailments and things that they can never regain fully again. And so to delay that, to not go for something worthy today, to not go after something valiant today, that's a, that's delaying a gratification. That's a hope. It's a, it's a gamble. You know what it is? It's a gamble that you will be around and be able to achieve a, the margin or the, uh, the, the means to invest and to realize a big payoff later down the road. And we see people delaying that gratification and often they never then realize it. And that is one of the number one deathbed regrets right there. It's not the thing. It's a pithy quote, but it's so true that we often at our later years on that deathbed, we don't regret the things we did. We regret the things we didn't do. And that comes from deathbed, uh, uh, interviews. I mean, that's not somebody just made up a neat quote. That's what literally is the primary regret at the end of somebody's life, regretting what they didn't try, what they didn't do, what they didn't risk. Well, folks, it's big stuff. That's uh, deep water, high cotton. And you know what, though? I also know, and I love being able to say this, that you are out there and by proxy of listening to a show of this type of a topic, those negative attributes are generally not you. This is not the Ziegler audience because everybody is here to pursue health and well-being and truth to make wise decisions, to make long-term decisions, but also to make the right decisions today. So, hey, again, if some of this piqued some ideas, some questions, some thoughts, feelings, share it with us so we can talk about it and go deeper into this topic and really flesh it out. Just let us know. It's an easy email, ask at zigshow.com. Hey, folks, thanks for being here with me, inspiring our true performance together. I can't wait to be back with you in the next Ziggler Show. 